0: Stern filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles, and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. All right, everybody. I have uh, on the podcast today a professional Hollywood actor. His name is John F. Henry. He's going to tell you a lot about what he's doing, about his production company, Um, Well, I'm not going to give away too much now, but we're going to talk about what he does and how you can do what he's doing, because we all have within our own resources the ability to to make film, to be actors, to do these things. And we don't have to have lucky breaks. We can actually create our own profession. So um, let's talk with John. Hey, John, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, yeah, pretty good. It's good to hear from you.
0: Well, man, uh, I'm gonna, you know, a little, little full disclosure. You know, John and I worked together on my musical, Lyman in the Musical*, and then uh, we went into the movies, the shorts I was doing, and I'm still doing and still, uh, still promoting. And we're also gonna be working on, working on, uh, hopefully. The feature film of Lyman, uh, everybody knows about those projects of mine because of my website. So, um, but yeah, this is the John Henry. He, John F. Henry, rather. Uh, he is, uh, the, the gentleman that plays Raymond. In the films, uh, which is Lyman's father, and he is amazing. He has done a ton of stuff in his career, and he's still doing stuff. And so I just want to ask you, John, just up front, you know, we're going to start from the bottom and work up. Everybody here wants to know okay, how did you get your start? How did you make, uh, how did you decide? What did you, what made you decide, I want to be an actor, not just a community theater actor, which is a, an awesome thing, but that you wanted to pursue acting?
1: Um, actually, it started in high school. Um, I kind of knew in high school that I wanted to do it, but my home life was, was not real good. And I didn't have the 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 character the uh, the consciousness of character to go after it it was just uh, you know getting up in front of people and acting was too much for me at that time so I joined the army um, was an auto mechanic I did all these other things the whole time I felt like God I don't want to do this for the rest of my life I love working on cars but I like doing it because I like doing it I don't want to make a living at it then i got into cooking and i was like again i don't want to do this for the rest of my life and i realized that having a nine-to-five job was not me so i actually was a guitarist and i was playing trying to get a band together in the early 90s and there were so many problems um, with band members people with drugs girlfriends every time we would get a band together Oh, the drummer's out. His girlfriend od Oh, the, the the bass guitarist is out. And I was like, I wanted to be successful, but I didn't want to work a day job. So it was really just a fluke. I was living in a little town in Inverness, in Florida, where my parents had moved to be closer to my grandmother. And they had a little community theater. Mm-hmm. They were doing a play. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to know one of the ladies over there, and she said, "Yeah, I'll cast you." Had no idea what I was doing. Never. Acted I have to before. ask you.
0: I have to ask you, John. So you were. You were. This is kind of a new thing. And I have to ask you. You know, uh, did you have to audition for that first role, or was it just no. given to you?
1: No. Well, I did, but it wasn't really a an audition. Okay. She she said, "Come down to the theater and read for this part." Sure. She was auditioning the other roles. Uh huh. And yeah. that's what I did, and I don't. I don't think there was really anybody else there auditioning for that part oh. that I was reading for.
0: And then you got the part, obviously, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And the play never happened. We uh, we rehearsed for a couple of weeks, and something happened where we we never went up.
0: But you got but, the itch. You got the itch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Wow, I can do this." Yeah. And and it only really depends on me. Right. If I'm ready, right. if I prepared, I can actually work and I don't have to worry about the band. I don't have to worry about the guitars dropping out. Right. So I thought, well, I could do this. And I knew I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> but I also knew that I can learn.
0: So then that whatever. begs the question, how did you learn? What did you do to learn?
1: Um I took a couple classes in Orlando at the time before I came back out to LA. I actually grew up in LA. Yeah. Um, in the valley. And so I moved to Orlando, saved up my money. At that time, I took acting classes from a guy named David Morris, not, not the actor, the famous actor, but another David Morris. Mm-hmm. And um, he was very good. He was a very good teacher. And he kind of kept me interested. He kept the fire under me and let me know, you do have something. It's just a matter of gaining skill, learning how to use it learning how to recreate it. Right. And and so I saved my money up, moved back out to L.A. by myself and did the same thing. looked for acting classes, got my headshots. That was back when we had hard copy headshots. Oh, God. I know. So (laughs) I got my theatrical and my commercial headshot and just started submitting to projects and Mm -hmm. agents and managers and Started doing okay. the thing.
0: Okay, so then I have to ask you uh, because I'm going to get to some of this other stuff that you're kind of alluding to right now. My uh, a really important question because it appeals to my heart. Well, first of all, I will tell you the first day you came in. I forget how I met you. I forget who it was that referred you to me because we were at the El Portal in North Hollywood trying yeah. to putting put, putting up my show, and I lost my lead actor. I lost my my Raymond in. in in Lyman, and you came in like a knight in shining armor, and I can't remember who, <laughs> do you know who it was that referred you to me? Yes,
1: name? I'm trying to, got it, she's blonde, really beautiful girl. <laughs> I she's, can't remember. She's doing a Dolly Parton thing right oh, now. Oh my
0: gosh, okay, well she must have been a mutual friend, or, or a mutual yes. acquaintance, because we all, as you will learn, you know, if you're listening right now, And once you start building your career, you're going to meet a lot of people and you're going to have to apologize all the time for forgetting people's (laughs) names. You're going to forget their names. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to be able to remember because there's so many. But somebody, uh, when they knew I was in a jam, we were about to open at North Hollywood and uh, at the El Portal. And John Henry, John F. Henry was the guy, you know, you will love him. And you came in, and I will tell you, I don't even think, did I audition you? Because my next question to you is about auditioning. And I can't remember if you just walked in and just started oh. reading the part, and I was like, okay, let's do this.
1: Her name was Kim Eberhardt. Oh, yeah. I definitely yes. remember now. <laughs> and and no, I didn't audition. You just said you needed somebody, and Kim— Yeah highly recommended yep, me. Yeah. So I just showed up and started working.
0: And let me let me also say that, you know, we've now, re- we've now kind of referred to two uh, experiences of John's uh, where he basically walked in and got a role. Now, that's not very common, but I will tell you, when you are like John and you've worked and worked and worked and you've worked with a lot of people and you've networked like crazy and you've obviously proven you're, you're great at what you do uh, it's kind of, you know, once in a while, yeah, though, you know, somebody says, I need somebody now, and you just walk in, so, uh, but having said that, John, even though I didn't audition you, I just said, I took one look at you, I heard your voice, I, you read a little bit, but we, we got started that day, and you were amazing, I mean, you had the whole, I think, Raymond, the personality, the guy that I cast you for, you had that natural suave kind of Thing and I knew it the minute you walked in. You know, I was like, "Oh my God, who is this guy?" But um, tell me, let's go ahead and talk though about when you've auditioned and what your process is, and and what do you do? You've got, uh, you know, you've got an audition. So, what is it that you do in preparation for that?
1: Well, this is an interesting question because my philosophy has changed in the past year. Okay, I've actually revamped everything. Um, because of the way the industry has changed,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, I had to kind of get myself out of that mindset I had when I was starting in the 90s. You know, there was a different world. Yes. And um, so I've changed my philosophy a little bit about auditioning. Okay. Um, for a while, I dreaded it because the industry was going in a way that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. They seemed to be looking for celebrityism rather than actors. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a celebrity. I don't know how to do that. Good. And (laughs) so now I've become much more comfortable. Uh, Ever since I've left L.A., I've gained a new kind of energy. And uh, this year will be a very telling year. So now my auditions are do it the way I want to do it. Have fun with it. Because I know from my, my production experience, as far as casting goes, there are so many factors you don't have control over that there's no point in trying to get the part.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you read for the office, and you have a good time, even if it's something dark and deep. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Enjoy being an actor and stop trying to get the job. Stop trying to impress people, and just have fun with it. So, so basically, philosophy-
0: you moved you moved away from Hollywood and learned the biggest truth about auditioning, and that is have fun with it you yes. know, and that is the truth. Yeah. And even whether you're in LA still or not, that is what we're supposed to be doing with these auditions. Anyway, right. is it remove
1: the risk, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And don't worry so much about what, what seems to be what they're telling us is that lighting's important. Sound is important. And yes it is, mm-hmm. but you can get so caught up in trying to, have the perfect lighting and you're setting up your boom mic or your love and it's not working and you get so frustrated that it's not working. And now you're not an actor anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you're a frustrated crew guy trying to shoot an audition <laughs> and That's your audition funny. sucks. Yeah. 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 So keep it simple. Have yeah. fun with it. Know who you're, know what your relationships are. Yeah. Know what you want in the scene Mm-hmm. And shoot it two, three times, have fun, and then pick the one you like the best, send it, and forget it. It's over. Okay, there's now there's no point in stressing I've got, about. I've
0: got to qualify now what you're talking about. Okay, so there are a lot of people out there who will be listening that they're theater, they're theater actors. So they're they're going to say, "What do you mean? You know, take the one you want and send it in." Okay, so what we have to differentiate is that there are theater actors who have to memorize a monologue and they have to go and show up and stand on the stage and interview and, mm. and, and and audition in front of a casting director or at least the director of the theater you know production right okay and then you have what john is it, you know he's a television and film actor and this is where i like to draw you know draw distinctions so yeah you know what you're talking about and this is very common especially during the last two years of the pandemic where your agent or maybe not your agent maybe you're not represented but you you get the 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 sides. Which the sides are the script that they want you to read from for the audition, and you film yourself, and then you send what you think is the best of from that, you know, from those films that you did of yourself, and you send that to the casting director, and that's what you're talking about, right?
1: Yes, that's for self tape, which is. Mm -hmm. I I haven't had an in person audition in ages.
0: Oh my! Yeah, they just
1: they don't do it anymore.
0: Right? Exactly. Even before the pandemic, I noticed that myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I quit working as a professional actor a number of years ago when I started getting into filmmaking and directing and teaching and stuff. But even I would say late 90s or, you know, early 2000s, yeah, they, yeah. they, they discovered the video audition, you know. Um, right. It makes it easy for everybody. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'd much rather audition in front of my, my camera and send it in than to have to, you know, ooh, somebody's on, in trouble where you are. <laughs> I saw. I oh, heard. A, I heard a siren. That's okay, man. Okay, so good. I'm so glad you you brought that up, or at least it came up, because you know in the, on this podcast we we are we don't want anyone to feel left out. Uh, so if you're a theater actor, the same rule applies. uh Have fun. Don't don't take it so seriously. Come up with you know discover your relationship. You know when you get that 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 script, decide how do I feel about the person i'm talking to that's relationship that's who is the person in that scene with me and yeah. who, and why am i saying all these things and what do i feel so yeah whether you're doing it live or on tape it's the same thing so tell me now i i really i want i think that that we have to talk about the thing i i know you best for really other than being in my show but um your production company, and I, I'm not going to give anything away. I'm going to let you tell everything about it, but I want to know, because see, just, you know, a lot of people think I'm either an actor or I'm a producer or I'm a director, but you can be everything. So here's John, who is a working actor, but you also have a production company. I want you to talk about that for a few a few minutes.
1: Sure, yeah, that was uh, set up by my wife and I. My wife writes and directs. Mm-hmm. And a couple years, this was like three, four years ago. She had, she wrote like eight scripts in a matter of a couple years. She had all these ideas in her head. And we took one that was called All the King's Men. And she shot a short film based on that script. It was kind of like a way for her to cut her teeth and get out there and, and put something up. And I thought it came out fantastic. And we've gotten, it's on Amazon. Right. Um, which most people don't know, but you can put your film on Amazon. You don't have to have representation. You don't have to have a studio back it. It just has to meet a certain criteria. You know, obviously it can't be porn and it can't, you know, it has to be a a decent film. And
0: it has to be quality, quality, uh, you know, quality uh, video,
1: you know, it has to meet certain specs. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So we put that one up. And it's still getting hits. It's still getting good reviews. People like it. People want to see more. And so that was our first production with Singularity Productions, which is our production company. And then we shot Hargrave, which is a a limited series. We shot season one, all of our own money. We didn't have any financiers because we wanted to shoot it the way we wanted to. So the production value isn't as high as we would have liked it to be. But the story's intact, and we got to hire the actors we wanted, and we shot it at our own pace,
0: so you have Did to explain it? very quickly though, before you move on mm-hmm. that when you executive produce your own movie, you have all the control, otherwise,
1: yeah, okay, absolutely, yeah.
0: so that okay. and executive producing means putting up your your own money and but at least you had the control, right? And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. And you have, you know, nowadays with with the cell phones and stuff, there's no reason why, if you want to just be a pure actor, I think now is the best time ever to be able to do that because, if you have a camera phone and it's half decent one, you can get really good sound and picture on your phone. I know. Yeah. You can set it up in your living room and you can do scenes. Where it's just you doing what you love doing and then post it. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on Facebook. Right. And people can see if you can act. I mean, it's so, there's so much that you can do now that we couldn't do it back in the early 90s. (laughs) You know, it was.
0: It was so hard back then, you know, you had to find somebody who owned a video camera. And then, and then, then you had to send an actual VHS tape to people. Uh You know, there was no internet, you know. Right. Yeah. So that's that's fascinating. So you you did Hargrave, but mm-hmm. but also I wanted to get back to Amazon. You know, I remember when you were putting up um, all the King's Men, and I think didn't they have some sort of a competition through Amazon that you you guys? Were oh part yeah, of?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They did have a like a short film festival competition, uh-huh. but a lot of those competitions they're uh, – I don't know how to. I don't want to be negative about it, but they're looking. It's a different thing. They want a, a social issues. They want. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see films from middle-aged white males. I it's the truth. Yeah, I it's the it. truth. I get it. Mm-hmm. If you're not a, if you're not white, in quotes, you you have more opportunities nowadays mm-hmm. because that's the thing. That's what's hit. Mm-hmm. is to hire someone who isn't a white guy
0: well it used to be you could even be a white female and that would be okay um so you you were in this amazon thing this uh-huh. amazon competition and because uh, i remembered voting or you know i did something i went online you know watched the movie yeah. it was great and so uh but that that you know listen this is all stepping stones right it, it probably inspired you to do the next thing
1: uh yeah no it didn't um (laughs) okay it's just that was a a a secondary thing we put it on amazon because we wanted to okay and my wife noticed this competition she said why not okay send it off because i mean the whole point you mentioned this early on in the interview meeting people and i think that's huge is to meet everybody
0: Network in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. everybody, Mm
1: -hmm. even if you don't get anything from it, just go out and meet people because you don't know who's going to wake up one morning and go, I'm going to do this thing, and they remember meeting you and, and say, per- "Yeah, hey, do you want to help out?" That's you right. Know. And That's this is a huge
0: thing that I'm going to emphasize in all of these interviews. Is I'm going to ask the question: How do you network, and what have you benefited from networking? And and you know, in fact, while we're on the subject, so uh, you know, what is your networking experience, and and uh, you know, how has that worked for you networking in the industry?
1: Um, my networking experience has been when I started to say yes to things, just say yes to people. Okay. If they want to help, if they want help, if, you, if they want you to do something, just say, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you do it in acting classes, you do it in workshops, improv
0: can, improv. Yeah.
1: Improv. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a lot of people doing student films at USC. Um, a couple. There's a, a short film that is one of my favorite short films I've ever done. Was a USC thesis film that was black and white, mm. um, no dialogue. It was just music, and it came out beautiful. And mm. it's on my website. It's on. There are clips of it on my IMDb page. So yeah, you just get out there and mm-hmm. start working, and people see you in a film. I auditioned for two USC films, and that was it and i ended up doing about 35 of them in a oh in a course God. of about a year and a half
0: oh boy
1: and i didn't audition for any of them other uh-huh. than those two
0: see that's the thing you you get you know you it opens a door
1: you know yeah.
0: and and i hate to tell you but nepotism and, and and sometimes we've referred to nepotism you know family members that get in uh-huh. because you know they knew somebody but sometimes nepotism is for me a good thing it's where you networked You had a good relationship with somebody or, or, you know, a, a company and they remembered you. And so then, you know, I hate to say it to the people who probably were hoping they would get the opportunity. But, you know, I or you got the opportunity because we just happened to know or have worked with someone. And that's that's how it is. It's, a, yeah. it's 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 the reality and it and it works if you make it work for you uh one i wanted to ask you though uh you kind of alluded to this uh, a few moments ago but now have you ever paid a membership fee to be a part of an acting group or an acting workshop or of any kind
1: yeah i actually that's one of my favorite things actually okay, great um, i've been in two theater groups and both of them were dues paying theater groups. Okay. If you don't in those groups if you don't have dues, mm. how do you pay for the plays that you're putting up?
0: Or how do you pay for the space? See in LA especially. Right. I mean, you don't just walk into a place and start perform or start rehearsing, performing, learning. There has to be a little rent involved. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I don't have a problem paying dues if it's a good theater group and right. they're actually putting things up. And when you're not in a play, you work on the crew. You help with sets. You help with lights. And that also is a great way to network and meet people that come to see the Mm plays. You're outside greeting everybody. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to show up. And you just say hi and say, enjoy the show. And they see you and they go, wow, that guy looks familiar. (laughs) That's kind of how it works and it really does. and and you may be in a group
0: sometimes where somebody quite famous is there because they understand the importance of of keeping honed keeping in an a, a creative environment where you're learning from each other you're getting feedback you're you're working on pieces together and yeah. uh and and you know in those cases you know you don't necessarily start name dropping you just you're you're just you're just fellow fellow actors in a group together now i will say this though and i want to ask you your impressions uh uh, there are groups that have that that will advertise for some ungodly fee five hundred dollars or something crazy you come in we'll give you an opportunity we will showcase you to you know what are your opinions about those and have you ever experienced anything like that
1: um i used to do something similar to that back in the early nineties, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And they weren't a, super expensive. They were showcases mm-hmm. and you paid and that, that fee you paid went to paying for the space mm-hmm. for the lights. Okay. And I never got anything out of it. Okay. I never got a call from anybody. Okay. Nowadays mm-hmm. with a lot of these improv groups, they do charge you like four, 500 bucks a month because it's UCB it's whatever. And they're famous, yes. so you pay to be in a famous group. Right? Not my thing. It's just not what I do. I'm not an improv actor. Right, right. And well, that's one of the. Th- well, things. I was.
0: I was just going to say though, you know, if if they are a famous group, for instance, I lived a half a block away from the Groundlings for for several years, and right, you know, they were on Melrose. I lived like a, like I said, about a not even a block up the street, and I had a lot of friends. Who were members of the Groundlings, and and I just refused to do it because I had all these other groups I was in. I was doing a lot of other stuff, and they, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, they had a lot of opportunities. They paid big fees, but they had a lot of opportunities because it was a famous group. Uh, Uh There, you have to vet the group. You have to vet the, you know, the opportunity. So, you know, I we're not. I'm not here saying that it's not a good thing to to pay some money to get an opportunity, but do your research right i i think that's probably the best advice
1: yeah one of the things I, I always tell people is know who you are that's very important nowadays especially because of social media yeah because of everybody feeling they have to give you their opinion on everything <laughs> you have to know who you are that's right that's and if right. you are if you love improv and you really want to do it mm-hmm. and you don't mind paying 450 a month mm-hmm. to do improv right Then do it. If that's your thing, do it. But if you don't want to, don't make yourself do it because you think you're going to get an opportunity because if you don't want to do it and you're paying $450 a month (laughs) – you're going to suck at it anyway. That's right. You're going to hate being there. That's
0: right. Okay, so we only have a few more minutes, so I want to ask you two more questions. One, because this is kind of on the lines of what we're talking about. Have you ever been represented? Have you ever had an agent? If so, how did you get your agent?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've always had some kind of representation for the most part. Um, God, My first agent, I got... Through uh, a service, um, which didn't go well. I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, nowadays, Actors Access and LA Casting both have agent searches where you you pay them like thirty four bucks, and they send out your profile to agents and managers who are looking. Hmm. And that seemed like the most efficient way to do it. Yeah. That's how I got my current manager. Oh, okay, cool. Um, my current agent. I just heard about when mm-hmm. I moved away from L.A. into the new town I'm in, uh-huh. and she's one of the bigger agents in this town, so I just called her up and said, hey, I just moved. Mm-hmm. I sent her my website and my IMDb link, and she said that she'd wrap me, so that's how I got who I'm with now. hmm um, and and let's say an this:
0: you you moved away from L.A. Let's uh, there's a there's a little button I want to put on on this, or at least you know an emphasize uh, an emphasis mark on this part of the conversation, which I feel is important. You don't yeah. have to live in L.A. You don't have to live in New York. You don't have to live in Chicago. You can do this from where from wherever you are, especially in this day and time. We've been talking about how you can audition on video. And 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 let me tell you, Atlanta's a huge place right now for, for, yeah. for television and film. I mean, but there is no Hollywood has kind of lost its 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 specialty. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's no longer the place to be. You can be anywhere now, and and you know you still live in California. I know, John, but uh, yeah. but you don't have to live in California even. So I just no. I wanted to while you were saying that, you know, that you just went to your new city, you found an agent that was there, um, and granted, not everybody, because you already had so many reference or uh, so many you know uh, uh, you know uh, things that you had done that that you could show you know you know for your skills. And so you won your agent quickly. Uh, But, you know, you sometimes have to fight for an agent, but wherever you are, you can do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, we're going to sign off right now, guys. So uh, follow John on Amazon, on his website, and we'll see you next time. Tag, you're it. This has been the actor's guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com/podcast.